We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome on in to another episode of the Low Down Sports Show where we get the low now on all things basketball. That's right, we do. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And. We're here once again for another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by T Public Fanatics and SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Use code THELOWDOWN in all caps to save $20 on your first order. Chalk full show today, Mr. BJ. We got some brand new NBA champions. Out That's there, right. we, we got to talk about their very first title, as a matter of fact. Uh, and indeed, we do. A two-time MVP gets himself a championship and a finals MVP. And where does he rank amongst the, the all-time great centers, BJ? Um, Interesting discussion coming up. And in the WNBA, a couple of goats got their jerseys put in the rafters right after they retired. Already the following season, Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles, talking about those legends again on this here podcast. We talked about their retirements during the season last year. We'll talk about their jersey mm-hmm. retirement today. And then the biggest surprises and disappointments so far in the WBJ. Uh, of course, BJ's best. What's on Drew's mind in that beautiful game of with it or quit it? That's right. PJ, whenever you're ready to go, feel free. Well, Drew, I mean, it just, you know, we, we kind of felt it coming, I think, you and I, when we were talking about um, about this series last week. We were kind of hoping, at least to, for our sake, since we both had the Nuggets in six, that they <sighs> might get extended back in another game uh, to Miami. But for Denver and their fans, uh, you know, the wait was long enough as it was, Drew. 46 years and they are finally, finally NBA champions for the first time in franchise history, Drew. This is, you know, this is something that is is a pretty historic, uh, you know, title, not just for uh, for the city of Denver, but for, for these players and, and what they've gone through and, and finally getting here. So close in the bubble in 2020, they ran into, of course, the best team in the league that year. They got to the Western Conference Finals in 2009, with Mello AI and George Carl, but this one, this one is, is I, in my opinion, at least it, it is very reminiscent of what we saw from the Bucks run in 2021. Um, I, I just think that they were playing the best basketball of anybody, you know, all year long. And even though at times drew you, you know, you and I, we talked about, you know, didn't feel like they were, you know, the best team and, and that they were, you know, you know, the, that Phoenix matchup was going to be a problem. You know, got to watch out for the Suns and then you got to watch out for the, uh, you know, got to watch out for the Lakers. They're playing some of the best basketball right now after the trade deadline. Um, 
but they handled their business and then they got, you know, in, in all honesty, Drew, I mean, I, I already see people, you know, writing this off because they didn't play a team that had above a, like a 550 win percentage or something like that in the postseason, which hadn't happened in like 50, 60 some odd years. But I, I don't discredit them. I mean, this is this is a tough ask for anybody. And and I think they yeah, certainly they got a little bit lucky with their draws, their favor, you know, it was more favorable, but do, do we really think that they were, you know, going to struggle had they played you know anybody else there? I mean, they they might have had some issues with Boston, but if if they had played Boston, I think they still would have been at least a, a somewhat smaller favorite than they were against Miami. Maybe these these Nuggets, BJ. I mean, regardless of kind of what you think about, you know, their path to the championship. You got look at the mm-hmm. talent, you yeah. know, within that yeah. path. I mean, he had. Former Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green in his way, Jokic did. Mm-hmm. He had Anthony Davis in his way. The mm-hmm. Nuggets as a whole had to also deal with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Durant, Devin yeah. Booker, Chris Paul. I mean, yeah. and we're just on two teams right now. So, yeah. I mean, you get into the Timberwolves, they got those young stars out there as well. So, I mean, there was a there was quite a bit of talent uh, on the path to the NBA Finals. for that, and, and how I mean, regardless of how the – Regardless of how the seeding breaks down, I mean, you know what those teams could do. And, you know, obviously that seven seed Lakers made the Western Conference Finals. I mean, so, I mm-hmm. mean, that seven seed was pretty good. And, you know, you know how loaded Phoenix was, and, you know, not too far removed from making the NBA Finals themselves. So, I mean, no slouches for the no. Nuggets on the way through. That, that, and the, this Heat team, you know, they may have been an eight seed, but this was a team that was the one seed in the East just last year. They were in the finals in the bubble. They've got talent, and I don't know why you want to write this team off just because they were, you know, mid-tier struggling through the regular season. They got it going at the right time, and they made it all the way to the finals. They should be commended for okay. their run. And if you want to make a quick argument about the Heat, they the last three trips to the finals for the Miami Heat, they haven't been fully healthy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've lost all three yeah. trips. You know, regardless of making it, they've been depleted. 2014, yeah. you had a hobbled Dwayne Wade with his knee. Uh, in mm-hmm. 2020, they had a hobbled Goran Dragic. And this year, you had Tyler Harrow with a broken hand, who, I mean, who was activated in the final game. But did he play a minute? I don't think he did. Think Either so. way, I mean, it was a broken hand. So, I mean, what do you, what do you come – what do you expect from a guy who can, who pretty much only offers you on the court wise scoring um, and you're expecting him to go out there and get some buckets for you. I mean, he could easily be re-injured. So it was almost yeah. even pointless to have him even, you know, out there doing that type of work, uh, yeah. you know, considering just in the first round is when he broke his hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he'd have been depleted um, as they've, as they've gone through the playoffs and made the finals uh, in their last three trips. It's the main reason that they've lost. Like, mm-hmm. the heat fully healthy might be more of a problem because you got to worry about another 20-point-per-game score over there, BJ, for the Miami mm-hmm. Heat right now. And Tyler Harrow, I mean, yep. you know, liability defensively, but now, I mean, that's 20 points per game worth of buckets over there. Yeah, um, and, and they can a- certainly make up for that because he's coming off the bench. So they can, you know, they can adjust for his defensive inefficiencies, if you will, uh, right. by with the, his scoring output. 
Right, and then back in 2020, Goran Dragic was a big part of what Miami was doing. And once you take him out of the equation after he's really balling in the playoffs, you know, it kind of throws their rhythm off and they lose uh, to the Lakers like that. Who knows? They might have extended it to and extended it to seven could have forced the nuggets to at least six or more this year, maybe with another player added, but you know, here I am trying to help out the case that we're trying to argue against here because the nuggets path, regardless of the depleted Miami heat, they were going to win no matter what I think. And I I said that, I think we both said that here on this podcast that, you know, no matter who the nuggets were facing, whether it was the Celtics or the heat that they were going to win. So it doesn't matter whether they got a depleted, Miami team, a fully healthy Miami team, in my opinion, or the Celtics, that the Nuggets were going to win because it was just destined to be their year. After, after I saw the shots that Jokic was hitting against the Lakers, those step-back fallaway Dirk one-legged threes from like 40 mm-hmm. feet, yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was bound to. to it, it's it's how it's it was going to be. Could have been another, you know, Dirk-like run for the the Mavericks in 2011 with this Nuggets team. It is a Dirk-like run, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you don't have as big of a juggernaut on the other side in this Miami Heat team. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, still a, a daunting path to get there. And they both swept the Lakers on the way there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did. Um, but, you know, Jokic's performance all the way through the playoffs was just all time. And to, yeah. to be able to cap that off with the – franchise's first championship i think is just dope um you get the love from mellow and all the former nuggets out there who didn't get to see a championship in their days but it's big time um so this is just to put this in perspective drew nikola Jokic in this postseason had 600 points 269 rebounds and 190 assists which all total is 1059 combined points, rebounds, and assists. That is the fifth most ever in an NBA postseason all time. The only players that have topped that, Charles Barkley back in 92-93, Tim Duncan in 2002-2003, Shaq did it in 99-2000. He was at 11-33, but nobody has more than LeBron James from 2017-18 postseason with 11.46 points, rebounds, and assists. He is the all-time leader in that stat, which I didn't even know was a thing until uh, we saw what Nikola Jokic was able to do this postseason. And if they played a couple more games along the way, maybe it would have been – maybe he would have gotten closer to that number. But still just mind-boggling that – you know, what he was able to do this postseason, and they played what? Let's see. So they had nine – they played – Six games against Phoenix, Drew. Um, I know they did six I, against I the I Wolves. Yeah, I think it might have been six. So about 21, 22-ish games, Dude. somewhere in there. Uh, this postseason, he was able to do that. The fifth most all-time. Wait, and it he, was six against the Wolves? I think it was six against the Wolves. because they. Oh, if it was six against the Wolves, then it was five. Maybe it was, maybe yeah, it was five against the Wolves. They only had four losses, and they lost okay. one. Okay, then, oh, it was, yeah. then it was five against the uh that was five against the Wolves. But uh, either way, uh, you're talking about, you know, about 20, 20 postseason games, which is just mind-boggling that that's the fifth most ever all time in just five uh, or just 20 postseason games. Uh, so after the uh, Nuggets won the title, some uh, funny Nikola Jokic moments. He he is just so humble, Drew. I, I, I just – 
I, I mean, he's one of my favorite players, and I, I, I think you you would agree with that as well, Drew. He's, he's quickly becoming one of our favorite players here on this pod. Uh, and and so he, he had some things that he wanted to, you know, he's right in the moment, like the, the supposed to be the greatest moment of his life, just winning an NBA championship. And, well, let's find out where his focus was. You are an NBA champion, Nicola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. Um, you said after the Lakers win, you said you were surprised that you didn't feel more. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh... So he just he he's not excited about the parade. He wants to go home, Drew. It's it's trying to get he, back to his horses. Said he got yeah. a horse race coming. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I I do say he was told he can go home tomorrow. Uh, the parade obviously has been going on today. I think it may have concluded by now. But he did set the record straight uh, earlier today in in uh, during the parade celebration. Yeah, this is this is amazing. This is. Uh... We're all gonna remember this the, our whole lives, and uh, and when we see you guys that uh, came out on the streets, and uh, actually this one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you, guys. So that's the end of what he said. Now let's start from the beginning. Thank you, thank you. Though uh, you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I f- want to stay on parade. This is the best. <laughs> So he, he made the record straight that he, he did want to stay. Oh, yeah, he was tripping. He, did, he didn't know how lit it was going to be. He did not know. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't know what to do with the champagne uh, or the alcohol that was part of the celebration as well. Uh, yeah. that, that meme has kind of been scrolling around. He also probably didn't know what to do when Shaquille O'Neal dubbed him as a new member of the Big Man Alliance. BJ, do you know the members of the Big Man Alliance? No, but I can probably take a guess at some of these. Uh, so Shaq has got to be one of them. Well, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I would say, is probably absolutely. Uh, well, is uh, was is the late great Bill Russell a part of this? Oh, movie? he's on here. Has oh, to yeah. be. Has oh, to yeah. be. Oh yeah. And Wilt the Stilt. Wilt the Stilt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Four for four. All right. What about Akeem Olajuwon? Is he oh, part of this? Five for five, baby. Okay. All right. On fire. Is. David Robinson. Oh, six for six. Are you cheating? No, I it okay, was all of a memory. For six. six for six. Okay. Um, One more. Would you consider Timmy Duncan a part of this? Fraternity? He is not. This is okay. this is sinners, and they don't well, consider him in there. He technically was, but okay. <clears throat> I mean, Let's they see. played him there, but he, he wasn't. Yeah. All right. So, Shaq. Who am I missing? David Robinson. Still. One more. Barkley. It's got to be Charles Barkley. Hey, it's a power forward, buddy. No? Really? Mm. Barkley is short, powerful. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you get one more guess and I'm giving it to you. <sighs> I should know this. I yep. feel like I do know this. Yeah, you I'm should. I'm just drawing a blank. Come on. You want a hint? You can give me a hint. Knicks. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Jeez, come on, come on, come on. Mm. I lost it. Go ahead. 
I'm going to kick Patrick myself. Ewing. <sighs> yeah, Patrick Ewing. And then add Nikola Jokic. The resumes mm-hmm. of these all-time great centers. Kareem, six-time champ, two-time finals MVP, six-time mm-hmm. MVP, 15-time All-NBA, 11-time All-Defense, two-time scoring champ. Hakeem, two-time champ, two-time Finals MVP, one-time MVP, 12-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defense, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Shaq, four-time champ, three-time Finals MVP, one-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, three-time All-Defense, and two-time scoring champ. Wilt is still two-time champ, one-time Finals MVP, four-time MVP, 10-time All-NBA, two-time All-Defense, and seven-time scoring champ. Bill Russell. 11-time champion, 5-time MVP, 11-time All-NBA, 4-time rebound champ, 12-time All-Star, and 1-time All-Defense because it didn't exist most of his career. Yeah. David Robinson, 2-time champ, 1-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, 8-time All-Defense, 1-time scoring champ, 1-time defense player of the year. Patrick Ewing, 7-time All-Star, or sorry, 7-time All-NBA, 3-time All-Defense, 11-time All-Star, Nikola Jokic, 1-time champ. One-time Finals MVP, two-time MVP, five-time All-Star, five times All-NBA. Yeah, I mean, he, the big he's man def- alliance. he definitely deserves to be a part of it. He's, I mean, you know, injuries notwithstanding, his numbers in, in those other categories are, I would think, a lot to go up. Just based on what he's done the last three years, should have been the MVP this year. I will go to my grave. You remember, I argued this last year, Drew. I said last year was Embiid's year. If they were going to do, you know, two for Jokic and one for Embiid, it should have been Jokic, Embiid, Jokic this year. Instead, they went Jokic two times in a row, and then Kendrick Perkins got on his soapbox and got Embiid the award this year, despite Embiid not deserving as much as Jokic this year. So, but I, I, I think that that's, you know, I, I think that he's definitely deserving and. You know, right now for me, he's seventh all time among the the centers in the big man alliance that we meant, that we mentioned. Okay. Uh, I think that he could, in theory, go up, but I don't know if it's it's tough. It's really tough to get him up into that top five, even you know as much as he's done already. Well, but, I I know you say it's tough for him to get in the top five, but what does he mm-hmm. have to do to get into the top six, BJ? And let's say that the sixth guy, which you might agree in this. Big Man Alliance is David Robinson. I do agree, yes. What does he need to surpass David Robinson? He's got more MVPs. He's one chip short. Mm-hmm. He's halfway through on the All-NBAs. He'll probably get there. Yeah. Not Probably not going to see an all-defensive honor. Uh, there's a chance he could be a scoring champ one day. Just got to do it one time. Yeah. That defensive player of the year stuff is out of the question, but what else is I think it's I don't I don't think it's like at a stretch to say that he could pass Robinson just not right now is where I, what what I can, like that's what my hang up is right now is okay. that Okay, I'm just saying like what's he what's, in the future, like how much how much more is do you, how many how many years do you think it's going to take him to pass Robinson in your mind? So how, he's halfway to his uh, number of uh, all, all NBA. NBAs. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and I need to add Western Conference Finals MVP to that resume for Jokic. I forgot about that thingy. Even though that's only been around for two years now. Hey, <laughs> it counts now. They've got it on. I mean, the, it does. I, it does. But um, I, I I think before the end of the decade, Jokic will be ahead of Robinson. And then it'll just come down to, you know, okay. does he have enough to pass guys like Akeem or Shaq? Because I oh, just only I, Robinson by the end of the decade. I don't think he's gonna pass. You think he'll be a top fiver? Oh, so Wilt at five for you. Uh, so I, 
I know I'm I'm not going in it. I'm listing I'm, kind of in my head. I don't think he he would pass Wilt. I don't know if he'd pass Shaq. I I don't think he's going to come anywhere close to Russell. Uh, so then you know it's it's got to be you know going off that it'd be you know Akeem might be in that category where he could go. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't let's know. Say, if... Let's say over the next seven years. Okay, so by twenty thirty. Yes, that Jokic gets at least one more championship and Finals MVP. No more MVP awards, but seven more All NBA and All Star appearances. Does he pass both David Robinson and Hakeem? I think so. Yeah. I think that would make him top top five big man at the end of the all time. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's very fair. Well, there you go. There you have it. First and foremost for Mr. BJ. (laughs) And now it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for BJ's best. Well, thank you, Drew. I, you know, you, you, we were, you know, joking around last week. I don't know if you were, I mean, you were kind of a little bit serious when you said, stop stealing my, uh, what my go-to is with the, when, you know, what's on your mind and, and uh, you know, what I did for BJ's Best when we looked at what the national day of the week is. But I didn't do that this time, so you should be happy with me, Drew. You should be happy. Give him a smile. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, the thing that, for me, I, I came across this and I – thought it was interesting and I really want to talk about it. So Drew, what can you tell me about artificial intelligence? And maybe you can unmute yourself before you tell me. That it needs to go away. You don't like it? No. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you in all honesty, Drew. I, I'm very skeptical, very hesitant to do things with AI, but there is some benefits, question mark, maybe perhaps of artificial intelligence. It, it is, can be used for good, but it can obviously be used for evil. And this is, I think good, but it could also be a very, it could open up a hornet's nest for lack of better terminology. Okay. Come across this article a couple days ago. You know, I, I thought about wearing my shirt, but I didn't. I'm a big Beatles fan. I think we've talked about that here on the show before, Drew, uh, you and I. And so anytime, I don't get alerts, but I think, you know, just because of my search history, the my phone knows when to send me notifications about, you know, Beatles or, or anything having to do with that. And so... Get a headline. It says, Sir Paul McCartney says that artificial intelligence has enabled them to create a final Beatles song. So oh, this is, boy. this is, yeah, this is, um, this is interesting because um, th- this goes back to, you know, John Lennon was one of the original four members of, of the Beatles. He died over 40 years ago now, back in 1980, he was assassinated and he, before he had, he had died, he recorded some demos and, and, you know, lost tracks that eventually there were two that the surviving members of the Beatles did in the 90s. There was uh, Free as a Bird, and uh, I think the other one 
was let's see it, real love is the the name of the other one they did these in the 90s uh as new beatles songs even though the beatles have been broken up since you know late 69 early 1970 um and they they put those together for at the time what they were calling the beatles anthology albums um but now, because of artificial intelligence, Paul McC Sir Paul McCartney says that there is going to be another Beatles song, a final Beatles record, uh, because the technology was used to extricate John Lennon's voice from an old demo so that he could complete the song. Uh, it said that this is going to be finished up and released later on this year. The song has not been given a name, but it's likely uh, going to be titled Now and Then, which is what uh, Lennon had written in 1978. He had recorded a demo track at his home studio, um, and it was part of the material that his wife Yoko Ono gave to Paul in the 90s. That being said, they had so they had this in, in the 90s. They could have done it when they released the other two songs as part of, you know, the anthology, but uh, apparently the audio quality was not great, not good enough to be done at that time. The technology did not exist to clean that up and, and try to isolate his vocals from the, the, the instrument that he was playing. Uh, and the, just the sound quality was just not good. Um, until now they, they were able to clean up the, the tape and um so they they gave it a try back in the 90s they tried to record this album or this this song and they said that it had a chorus but did not have really anything in verses they were able to do a backing track but they just really didn't have a kind of a good direction as to where to go with it um paul said that george was really not a fan of it he didn't want to do it because he said that the vocal of uh the vocals on john's track were his quote rubbish um but now because of artificial intelligence they were able to allow this computer they they got a computer to recognize the voices of the beatles so uh, because of the documentary that came out a few years ago that Peter Jackson did. They have this computer that was able to recognize their voices and separate them from background noises, such as, uh, you know, even their own instruments and to come, you know, to do a clean track. And so now because of this technology, they are able to, to put this together with his voice and a piano and, and separate the two with artificial intelligence um the machine was was told hey that's his voice this is the guitar sound lose the guitar sound and so they were able to get a clean demo of just john lennon's pure voice and then you know they can mix it how you would normally mix a song so it's it's very interesting it's very frightening that this technology is out there but it, it, to me, at least, it's intriguing because I'm interested to see how it's going to sound. If it, if it sounds realistic enough, Drew, is there any way that you can even tell going forward whether this is a real song that an artist was in the studio and recorded or not? Because 
you, I, I think you heard about the Drake and, and uh, the weekend song that was uh, done entirely with AI that sounded so real. Like it was a legitimate song that they had done together. So I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, that's part of, part of my concern about it, but you know, this is something that they were able to, you know, to do because they had uh, permission from, from Yoko and, and the estate, obviously, because, you know, when Yoko turned over that album or that the uh, the cassette it was to to Paul, I don't know if she thought that that they were going to be able to to do this in in her lifetime. But when mm. when they weren't able to do it in the nineties, but I'm I'm intrigued. I want to I know I want to know what this sounds like and if it sounds you know like a like a Beatles track or or what because I, I see this as you know being released as a Beatles song, but. I don't think George is on it because he, he died in, in a one. So I, I just, I think it could be just a, a Paul and John thing is really what it could be. Yeah. Some people are going to be intrigued by the, the AI thing and want to try things like that. And then, you know, those are going to be on the other side of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I personally not the fan of the, the AI stuff and, the yeah. chat, whatever. Chat GPT. GPT, yeah. all, the, all that dumb stuff and all these robots, whatever they're making. Not, not really a fan. So, no, I, mean, I, I get it. I'm, I'm right The song probably sounds exactly like what you would think the Beatles song or this song should sound like because, I mean, they, they made the stupid little intelligence to where you, can, you can't even hardly tell. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I shy away from the chat GPTs and things, but I'm, I'm at least intrigued enough to know what this is going to sound like. I'm hoping that this is about the extent of it. We get in the music industry with the artificial intelligence though. So fascinating, scary stuff. Let's just get into something a little less bleak with our future. Um, that's BJ's best this week, Drew. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. That is indeed BJ's best. Uh, time to let you know about those lovely partners that we have. We mentioned them at the beginning of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Fanatics, T Public, and Seat Geek. Uh, telling you about T Public now, ladies and gents. It is sale time nowadays. And if it's not sale time, you can still get free shipping on $80 or more. Orders online at T Public when you shop at our store. Just make sure you go on there and shop the lowdown merch. Uh, there is no sale right now, so make sure you take advantage of that and get you a big order and get the free shipping on it. Visit the link in our description and start your lowdown shopping spree today. Get you a mug for your mornings and a pillow for your naps in the afternoon or whatever else at T Public. I will say, Drew, uh, you know, I, I saw that you had a new design for the Lowdown CBB, which they were able to do their first official episode last night. And I think that um, you can get that shirt discounted now through the end of tomorrow uh, over at uh, over at Public. So that is something to take an eye or keep your eye on. Um, but with the you know sales over there heating up the only other thing that is heating up this uh this summer besides the weather of course is the sales going on over at fanatics you can get some official championship merchandise nuggets fans 
And of course, those Vegas Golden Knights are both reigning supreme in their respective leagues. Now's the time to get your championship merchandise while it's on sale. Plus, MLB merch. Father's Day is this weekend. You'll also be able to shop the Americana collection. Fourth of July is less than a month away. Uh, there's going to be the um, the Men's College World Series that starts up this weekend. One of eight teams can potentially win the College World Series. Whatever your heart desires, you can find it at Fanatics. It's a place for officially licensed merchandise. And right now, you can get free shipping on any order over $24 in the U.S. only by using promo code 24SHIP. Plus, you can always become a Fanatics MVP to get exclusive weekly deals that are not available for everyone. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. And now, as we go ahead and get back into the show, it's time to find out, as we do once a week, every week, Drew, what's on your mind this week, my friend? Well, Mr. BJ, I've been doing a lot of podcast watching uh, lately, so it helps with the ideas and the creation of our show and what you see within thumbnails, extra content, and new shows even, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But today, what's on Drew's mind is NBA Player Podcasts, Mm. and I think we're going to rank some here today. Uh, We're just going to... And I, and I might miss some because there are lists out there, but some that aren't as updated as you'd like them to be. So, you know, mid-season uh, stories about, you know, these player podcasts. And there have been more created ever since that point. And I've found some of them. I don't think mm-hmm. I've found them all. But we'll talk about some of the ones that I have seen, have not seen, and have interest in seeing. Okay, cool. So let's start with that before we rank anything. And let's go through some of these podcasts that uh, I have seen. Whether this is this is at least one episode, not like you know, just I'm in tune with the whole season, but I've seen an episode of it at least. Uh, Kevin Durant's podcast. Kevin Durant has a podcast. Uh, it's called the ETCs with Kevin Durant on Apple. Uh, okay. That hosts it with a guy named Eddie Gonzalez. They talk about everything from NBA to pop culture. Each episode touches on several interesting topics over roughly an hour. Um, I got to check out one episode of that, and I think it was... I don't even think I got through the entire episode. It was just a really long clip on Twitter, but I, but I ended up watching it. And uh, Kevin Durant is, you know... I don't even know what type of personality you'd use to describe him, but he's not one of the guys I'd really see uh, as a podcaster. And uh, yeah, I didn't not, think he, uh, I didn't think that he was kind of you know the vibe of him as a you know as a player. And and I mean I've been wrong about you know players and and their you know how they come off their personality wise that you'd mm-hmm. see in a pod. But I just I never really got that feeling with with K, KD that he would be you know, a vibrant personality on a podcast. Well, hey, I mean, and you're you're right. I mean, for the most part, you know, KD's still KD. But, I mean, when he gets, like, in, in deep talking about basketball, I think, and he's, you know, really liking the conversation, I think he can be pretty good. But I guess for the most part, you probably – he wouldn't make uh, – he's not going to make a top five list that I'm going to make uh, yeah. here. 
in a bit. Uh, someone that will, though, who, who has a very popular show, and uh, I believe he's on the, the volume sports now. Yeah, I know. That's Draymond about. Green. Mm-hmm. I like his show. The Draymond Green show, yep. I have we've watched seen, his show. We've seen, yeah, I've seen seen it as well, and we've seen Draymond on uh, NBA on TNT as well, and, you know, there's been many opinion out there that he should, he's going to be really good at this. He's really good at it now, and, uh, you know, yeah. he should – be on one of the NBA on TNT crews, you know, once he's done playing and do, do something like that. I, I agree. I think if you look at just based on, you know, kind of what you've got out there in terms of these player pawns, his is always, if not at the top, near the top. I think he's one of the smartest basketball players that we've got in the game. Maybe he gets a little, you know, there's a little bit of the extracurriculars that go on that, that he could cut down on. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I think he's such a smart IQ basketball player and it comes out in his podcast when he talks about, you know, the league and, and, you know, how coaches and, and, and systems are, are used. It's, it's really just fascinating. Yeah. He's, he's got a wealth of knowledge. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next player, I haven't listened to his podcast. Didn't know he had a podcast until I found this list, but Danny Green. Danny Green yeah. has a podcast. It's called Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I like that. That name. makes sense. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, didn't know that that was a thing either. Honestly. Yeah, he's got a he's got a Twitter and everything apparently at Green Room Inside. Um, um, it's about uh, his life experiences in basketball. Uh, is what he shares on the show, revealing insights he's learned through his career. With his episodes coming out fairly frequently, he usually covers current events in basketball as well. Uh, one that I have heard coming up on this list, heard of it before. Don't believe I've watched his podcast, but a really long clip of him talking about wine and some other things. Uh, CJ McCollum got a podcast. Um, it is the pull up with CJ McCollum. And, uh, let's see. He covers several topics related to the NBA. He's on hiatus while he works for ESPN. He can always mm-hmm. return to his old podcast or only do the show he is working with on ESPN. But uh, pull up with uh, CJ. Been doing that for a while now. And uh, one of the many podcasters in the NBA. Uh, is this this list uh, active players or can it include some that were active but are not now? You'll see. Okay. Next up, a player that was just in the NBA Finals apparently has a podcast, and it's Duncan Robinson. Really? Duncan Robinson's got a podcast that he co-hosts called The Long Shot. It releases every Wednesday or at least weekly. He speaks with co-hosts and guests weekly with exciting insights on each episode uh, about sports. Okay. Interesting. Next is one that you probably have heard of with these two players. And it's funny that you just asked that question, BJ, about whether it's retired or active players. Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles podcast. Gotcha. Knucklehead that's not the one. Podcast. That's not the one I was thinking of, but oh, okay. that, that is interesting. They're still going strong today. They started years ago. We've seen all yeah. types of people come through. Um, their podcast for the clips that have come through on social media and things like that. And uh, the famous question that always sticks in my mind from one of their episodes is um, when they ask NBA players to come on, they they uh, talk about when they came in the league, who was the first player 
to bust their bleep. <laughs> so that one always sticks in my mind. It's a good clip of answers as well. If you get to yeah. check that out. Next one is Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson with the, all the smoke podcast. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one, but not, I, I, you're adding to the list of things that I need to at some point check out. Uh, here's one you probably have checked out. It's fairly popular and he was active during the NBA finals. Can you guess BJ? Uh, is it Jamal Murray's podcast? No. Mm. Oh, but actually, I don't have Jamal Murray on this list, but nice to know that Jamal Murray has a podcast. I, I was I was just saying that maybe. I don't know if he does. Oh, okay. okay. I was asking. Never mind. Uh, you, you were you had a piece of this, right? His name does start with a J. It's J.J. Reddick. Uh-huh. Uh, the Old yeah. Man and the Three podcast. That's, that's the one I was thinking of when I asked. Yeah, Old Man and the Three, solid podcast for sure. But he he's, wasn't, he's... He wasn't active. He was just because he's retired now. He's, he's Correct. Been, uh, yeah. I thought you meant active player, not active podcaster. Okay. Well, I mean, it is active players. Wait, what are you talking about? When I, did I say active? Yeah, you said JJ Reddick was was an active player, or when you were talking, like you you led up to he was active during the NBA Finals. Oh, I, no, I, I that's not what I meant with. That. All right, well that's I, why I, I asked. figured you would know that because you know he's not playing. Well, no, I mean, that's he's active podcasting okay. during the NBA Finals. See, you confused me. You confused uh, me. I, we're, I was straightforward. <laughs> Next up, Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, I, I we chill I, podcast. I think we've we've had a clip of his podcast that we talked about Maybe. before. He had a a guest on, and I think it was talking about like, you know, like undervaluing Dirk. Maybe it feels like that was something that Maybe. we talked about. Next up, Shaq. Shaq apparently has a podcast, uh, the Big Podcast, is what it's called. And I swear I've seen him on another podcast that I can't remember the name of, but that is one that uh, he does. Um, also, another podcaster out there, Road Trippin' with Richard Jefferson. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with that one. I think Chuck has a and podcast, Channing too. Who? Ch Chuck has a podcast, too, right? Chuck oh, Barber. yeah, he does one with, uh, with Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. Uh, I don't Inside the bubble was. room or steam room or something? Yeah, steam room. Steam That's room. right. Yeah, That's right. steam room. Good call there. See, this is why you can't rely on these little bitty lists here. Um, I haven't seen that one, though. I've just seen a little clip. I've seen clips, yeah. From they... it as well, but I bet it's interesting. It's, um, it's, from, it the podcast, from the podcast that I've seen, BJ, in a, in a no-order top five, Okay, you got to throw in the Draymond Green show. For sure. The Old Man into Three with JJ Reddick. Yeah. Um... Does all the smoke make it? No, let's go with the. I'm gonna go no chill pod with Gilbert Arenas. That's what I was thinking too. And let me also toss in the Knuckleheads podcast with Richard mm -hmm. Richardson and Miles. You got one more. And oh man, I just got the other one. Oh, one I did not mention on the list. I'm glad I'm remembering it as I'm as I'm rounding out a top five. It's uh. Uh, Paul George's podcast, Podcast P with Paul George. Yeah, yeah, that's a really fast-growing podcast. That's yeah, I can that started imagine. here. I think recently in the last few months. So, but it's still catching a lot of steam here. Oh, another player that I didn't mention that has a podcast. He doesn't make that top five, but Trey Young apparently 
has a podcast called From the Point by Trey Young. Hmm. Hmm. And very, very I don't know if it has debuted yet, actually. Hold on, let me check this. Okay, yeah, it did. It just debuted two weeks ago, as a matter of fact, from the recording of this episode. So it's just, it's a brand new little point, little uh, podcast here. So Certain a lot of zero, NBA players right out there. there with podcasts. If you have rankings of NBA player podcasts, you listen to podcasts out there about sport, this, sports that's not just ours. You listen to the NBA players as well because you want their knowledge too. Then let us know who your top five podcasters who are NBA players, whether they're active or inactive or both are. Ours was a combined list. You can do whatever you want. But those uh, are my top five, BJ, and those are my rankings. And that is what's on Drew's mind. Fascinating stuff. The world of podcasting is growing, and you know, I'm, I'm, it's not surprising that NBA players are getting in on the fun and you know maybe one day we'll be able to have one of uh, an NBA player promoting his podcast with us come maybe. on get we'll some see. more WNBA we'll players back on here too we sure soon. do yeah absolutely and speaking of getting some WNBA players on here soon let's shift gears let's talk about the WNBA and Drew some all-time legends as we alluded to earlier in the show having their numbers forever enshrined up in Seattle and in Minnesota. Of course, we're talking about Sue Bird, Sylvia Fowles. Uh, you know, no no real surprise that uh, that these were happening and, and that they happened so early into this next season. Uh, you know, this was, it was, it was really good. I saw some of Sue Bird's ceremony. I don't think I got to see a whole lot of, I just saw, I think a couple of clips of uh, Sylvia Fowles' number being retired. But uh, you got to watch both and, and really kind of take it all in depth. There was there was a long speech that Sue Bird gave at her retirement ceremony. I think they oh. clocked it at like 90 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, BJ, you you assumption maker, you. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get to watch these, unfortunately. And Dang, for one, you can, you man. couldn't you couldn't check out both because they happened at the same time. Yeah. Um, but Definitely got to check out some clips, you know, what, what Megan mm -hmm. said and from the video. The Storm won the game last night that was or, or that night as well, which was cool. Um, but just, um, you know, just kind of thinking back on the illustrious careers of uh, these two players and Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles, man, it's, and it, and put, we put a poll out on, on Facebook, you know, uh, where, you know, uh, who, who ranks higher all time, Sue Bird or Sylvia Fowles? It's a it's a resounding uh, lead for Sue Bird right now over on on Facebook. If you want to cast a vote, I think I'm the only one that's voted for Sylvia Fowles ahead of, of Bird. <laughs> but uh, a couple of goats of the game, man, um, arguably the best center all time and um, probably not arguably the best point guard all time as of right now with uh, with mm -hmm. Bird. Um you know, just a four-time champ, and you know, we we talked about you know their careers they, as they rounded out their their final season this last year. And Bird in this yeah. um, their retirement said, "I didn't anticipate it being that long, but the truth is, I don't know if I could have taken anything out." Uh, she told reporters, joking about the length of the speech, which reportedly lasted over an hour and a half itself. Whoa, uh, that's yeah. what this has meant to me. It was just so important for me to say names, to point people out, and to tell them what they meant. I'm already thinking about things I wish I would have said. So, and that, that's crazy to think about in about an hour and a half 
uh, mm-hmm. speech and, you know, still got more people to even think, you know, along the way. I feel like that happens to us just in, in day to day almost. Yeah, you're not like, wrong. I, I, I like what Sue said. She said, I've got to give my sister the line of the night award. She said, I walked in the back with my family. I was like, was that too long? My sister was like, you played here for 21 years. They can listen to you for an hour. Well, I think that was an underestimation, Drew, since you <laughs> since did speak for 90 minutes. Um, that was great. Uh, great to see that. And then, like you said, um, you know, there was so much that she said that she didn't even get to, to say that she wanted to. Um, there were a yeah. lot of a lot of people that spoke um, as well uh, before she got a chance to speak. Megan Rapinoe, of course, her fiance uh, was a co-host with Macklemore. A lot of a lot of uh, Storm front office or, or uh, Storm uh, personnel with the co-owner speaking. A couple of her former teammates, and I think even her former coach was there. Drew, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you talked about Rapino. Uh, she said, "quote There is no one like you. You're everything on the court that everyone could ever wish to be. All the dreams that little kids have, you've done it all." Um, she said in her speech, and you know, Bird is this. She's one of those point guards that kind of set the stage for for little girls, you know, mm-hmm. worldwide that they can play the game of basketball at the professional level, and um, you know, the rate, you know which she's won championships throughout her career, six total, two in college, four in the W, you know, just a perennial winner. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, kids still look up up to her today. You know, I bet it was weird, you know, sitting there um, courtside at the games, you know, not suited up in uniform. Um, yeah. But, you know, the example that she set for, you know, generations that are playing right now, as a matter of fact, and, um, you know, ones that are coming up is just, you know, kind of it's it's insurmountable. You know, the same thing with Sylvia Fowles and, you know, on the other side of the spectrum for, you know, instead of little bitty little point guard girls who can make it, but girls who are who are taller, who are bigger uh, black women um, who yeah. can, you know, excel at the, the highest level. Um, and then, you know, six foot seven or however exactly tall Sylvia Fowles, I don't remember. Um can dominate at this level as well um, and be considered one of the all-time greats and, you know, have MVPs and finals MVPs to your resume and just just be renowned in this league as one of the kindest souls to ever come through the W. And, uh, you know, her, you, you can, you can, you can have the arguments of, of who's higher on, on the list and whatnot, you know, I like to play with it every now and then, yeah. but, you know, still, we just kind of want to just make sure like, like they do at the Jersey retirements and things, just take the time to appreciate the players and their contributions to the game and, you know, what they mean, you know, to, to generations that have, that are playing right now and that are coming up. Uh, their impact on the game is just, it's, it's more than we can even try to express right here and maybe even more than what was said during the speeches and in the retirement ceremonies. But um, they're yeah. big time for the game of basketball and, you know, especially women's sports in general. Um, and two, two, two of the greatest to ever play. I mean, you could, you could argue and may, maybe you shouldn't argue that both of these players are top 10 all time. Um, and um you know, just I, I think I think grades. you can you can make the argument. I think we've talked about this before, and you and I both agree that Fowles is in the top ten. But we've also had the discussion of 
you know, Bird being the greatest point guard, but does that mean she's in the top 10 just because she's the best at that position? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, there because of how many great forwards and, and centers we've seen in the league already, it, it, it is, you know, there is a legitimate discussion that, that we can have um, as to whether or not she'd be top 10 player all time. Uh, I, I think I put her in there and, and I don't think you, uh, I don't think you did, but I can't remember now if, if maybe that has changed since we last talked about it. But don't remember. Yeah. Don't remember. Oh, well. uh, by the way, uh, foul six foot six. Oh, I was close. I gave her a little too much. Very credit. close. Yeah. A little too much credit. But shout out to to both of these players on on dominant uh, careers, legendary mm-hmm. careers, and their impacts on yep. the game. Uh, Want to talk about some of the surprises. So far in the W this season and some of the disappointments mm-hmm. uh, in this early going, uh, BJ, as you take a look at the uh, at the WNBA standings mm-hmm. so far this year and kind of how the power rankings are going, the champs are very much showing that they are the reigning champs and just yeah. being dominant throughout the course of the year so far. Only one loss. You stay at the top of the uh, – at the rankings here, the only loss coming to the Connecticut Sun, who are right below them at the two spot. Yeah. Um, and Aces on the year, first in offensive rating, second in defensive rating, first overall in net rating, and just looking dominant. Looking dominant. Um, Connecticut Sun, though, right behind them, they lost big pieces, uh, or a big piece in John Quill Jones uh, in the off season and some other ones that are, that were mixed within the roster, but they're still kicking at eight and two, mm-hmm. uh, so far. Um, and these two don't qualify for biggest surprises or disappointments because the aces, you expected them to be dominant again. And I didn't really expect the sun to kind of tail off because I know what they could do even without mm-hmm. one of their biggest stars. Cause they did it back in the bubble year when they didn't have John Quill at the time yeah. either. So we know when they're, they're capable of and this time they got db with them as well but a um i would say a surprise on the negative side of things would be the atlanta dream right now um the atlanta dream have not started off how they would have liked um they're kind of in the in the bottom parts of the WNBA right now sitting at three and five mm-hmm. um uh not been the best for them. They've only won one home game. They're one and four at home. They've been able to grab some on the road, but they haven't been starting off in rhythm. I mean, some of the individual play is, is doing really well. Alicia Gray is gelling pretty well with the Atlanta Dream out there. Ryan Howard is still uh, balling pretty well. But, yeah, uh, you know, the Dream can't get things going. Uh, they got a kind of slow offense as well, and they haven't been able to, to mesh things together and kind of, kind of hit that stride uh, just yet. But, um, you know, maybe they'll get something going, but it is a little bit surprising to see them struggling uh, in this early going because I expected them to kind of have things a little bit more more together uh, early on after being uh, a team that started off the year last year looking like they could they could have been a playoff team all year long until they tailed off at the end. Yeah. Um, disappointment. Well, I guess I kind of looked at that the wrong way. This surprisingly down on the dream. I guess you could say on that one. A good surprise is the Indiana Fever. Mm -hmm. Three and six. 
You're had right. a double digit win recently. Yeah, you looking at um, my script there, Drew. <laughs> it's really kind of helping my coach of the year case with Christy Sides. Mm-hmm. Um but this team is it's it's fierce and they've got a rookie of the year on their team. Um you yeah. know, players like Kelsey Mitchell and Alyssa Smith, um, who are who are big helpful contributors as well. Indiana could sweep themselves in, into into the playoffs if if they continue to put things together uh throughout the course of the year and yeah. That's a little bit of a surprise for me just because, you know, I thought they might have had a little bit of trouble for a little bit longer, but they're starting to finally kind of find some things that work for them. And um, who knows, they might get some more wins as uh, the month of June rolls through here. We're halfway through it. So we'll see what they can do. And yeah. Things keep going on. Um, surprise on the good side of things right now as as well as the uh, the fever here kind of the sparks yeah. sparks a bit because they're they're such a mixed bag of players yeah. here a whole lot of new once again they've shuffled so many players out over the last few seasons uh you know aside from the aguma case um they're at five and four right now beat the wings recently and yeah. uh three and one at home uh with coach kurt miller out there trying to change uh the regime out there and do things his way um let's see a disappointment though bj mm-hmm. gotta, gotta be the phoenix mercury right yeah that's in, what in, I was in a say. way like yes and no like no because bg's just coming back you don't expect her to be the perfect player but yes because phoenix should be better than this mm-hmm. uh dt was just held scoreless recently um yeah. They've had a myriad of players that they, you know, pick up and don't play. And then the ones that they do play kind of get injured sometimes and things haven't gone consistent for them. Um, they haven't been able to garnish wins. They're two and six right now, tied for the second rest, uh, second worst record in the league with the, with the storm. Yeah. And regardless of how good BG plays in a game, yeah, they can't get a dub. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I, that's what I was going to say is, Kind of my biggest surprise in a negative way. I mean, disappointment, I guess, is is, a, is an okay word. You you know, you know, you're not going to have Skylar Diggin Smith because of her pregnancy this year. But you know, as great as as BG has been playing this year, you feel like that there would have been you know more to show for it out there in in the win loss record. I mean, she's just doing. She's back in in like she never left and one out last year, you know, up in the, the top five and in a lot of categories across the league in, you know, as, as blocks and, and rebounds and points, especially. And it's just, there's just not a whole lot else. The problem is that outside of BG and Diana Taurasi, you know, you're, you're seeing a whole lot of, you know, uncertainty, I think with the rest of their lineup is the problem, Drew, you know, I mean, Sophie Cunningham has been in, in the, uh, starting lineup for seven of the eight games so far this year. You've had seven games started by uh, Anya Wer and then uh, five starts for Mariah Jefferson. But that's a fine, uh, BJ. What's up? That's a fine. That's a fine. All right. Yep. What I mess up this time? Michaela Onyenwere. Onyenwere. You want to get fined again? No, I'm. I'm oh. asking. I'm. <laughs> We'll get, we'll get, I'll get you a link to her hoop stats. She's got her own pronunciation of her okay. name on there. All right. Gotcha. That's, yeah, that's You're good. That, it's a, it's a tough one. I definitely, it is definitely it the first tough. time I said it. 
you know. Um, but so that's that seemingly has been the problem. And um, it just I don't know if it's just because they don't have consistency and enough in the, the starting lineup every time out that, you know, other than BG, they really haven't been able to do a whole lot or, or what the case is. But you thought that they'd be at least a little bit better and, and be able to have more showing as a result of BG's performance so far this year. Yes, indeed. You got any surprises or um, disappointments yeah, I, that I didn't hit on? Well, no, I was going to say I'm surprised that I was going to talk about in a positive light as Indiana, you know, they're right now within striking distance of the playoffs, as you were talking about, got, you know, great performances from, um, you know, Aaliyah Boston. I think we talked about that, um, you know, just a little bit ago. Uh, I think it was what 23 points and 14 rebounds uh, in their, their win the other day. Um, so, you know, she's, she's definitely putting herself, if she's not already the favorite for rookie of the year, um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I can't think that there'd be anybody else right now that's, that's anywhere close to that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of expected it to take just a, a smidge longer before they would be, you know, competitive enough that they could be thinking about the playoffs. And a lot can change as, as we know, you know, it is still early in the season, but Drew, we are, you know, some of these teams we're, we're at eight or nine, you know, we'll be at 10 games by the end of this weekend. That's a quarter of the season already, Drew. And it doesn't even feel like it has already, you know, gone by that quick. Seasons always seem like they go by pretty fast on us mm -hmm. over here, BJ. Yeah. Um, quarter of the way through the season almost already all but yeah right. I, I mean i was saying we're midway through june i mean so i mean all star is about a month away so mm -hmm. i mean that's that's kind of where we are so far so yeah but these teams are starting to to take shape and you know the games are getting a rolling and you said uh not the games a quarter of the way through let's let's pick them on these games over this next week i forgot to Throw the pickles back in our in our in our rotation since like I think the mm -hmm. first week. <laughs> I think we did the first week, yeah, and that was it. And then forgot about them. But let's get some pickles going again here, BJ. Okay. Today's matchups on a Thursday: Atlanta Dream at Connecticut Sun, Fever at Sky Storm at Aces. Give me your winners. There's no disrespect with the emphasis on CT. I've got the Sun beating the Dream. Oh, man, I think I like the upset in Chicago. Give me the fever to take down the sky. And I'm going to take Seattle to go on the road and lose to the Aces. I, I may have thrown you a little curveball there. I'm going. I to, was about to say, to what Vegas. are you going to say here? <laughs> uh, I know they had that cool comeback against Washington. But yeah, no, but that was, that was a little bit Indiana. different, yeah. Yeah, Connecticut, Indiana, and Aces for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, Tomorrow, BJ Mercury at Mystics, Lynx at Sparks. Uh, I like Washington at home. I, I mean, I think it'll be another good performance from from BG. But again, if, if they're not able to get any more depth, then I don't think Phoenix is going to win this game. And I like what I've seen from um, from LA. So give me the Sparks to win the uh, second game of the night. Yes, indeed. I'm right here with you, BJ. And you mentioned the Sparks. Sparks at home. I think, they only, I, think I said they were 4-1 and one at home. What was that? I said? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, Sounds right. Yeah. Got the home team winning every game except for Chicago so far. Will it stay the same for this Saturday game, BJ Storm at Wings? I think it will. I, I think Dallas will get another win. They had the, 
go and, and get a, you know, it was a little bit closer when they went up to Seattle a couple weeks back, but I, I think that uh, Seattle coming to Arlington is, is going to be a little bit different. I think that the wings are going to be able to take care of business and, and, you know, not put it away dominantly, but I think they'll get a pretty convincing win. Okay. Sunday got almost a full slate. Five, five yeah. games. Mercury at Liberty Sky at Mystics. Dream at Fever Sun at Sparks. Lynx at Aces. Give me your winners. All right. So I'm going to go with the Liberty. I'm going to go with the Sky on the road in Washington. Okay. Second uh, road yeah. win in this weekend of games. Give me Atlanta over the Fever. So that's another mm, one. Three. And give me the sun over the sparks mm. as well. So I'm going with three road, road winners. Warriors. Yeah, I know. I'm going with three road winners on Sunday, but I'm taking the aces as home uh, as well as the Liberty aces over the links. Okay. Mine will be a little bit different from you. Give me the Liberty at the crib. Mm -hmm. Taking the mystics Chicago on the road. Okay. You agree with me there. Indiana at home. I thought about that. I, I just think that uh, LA is... at home. Hmm. Right. And Vegas at home. All right. Okay. I okay. respect it. No Monday games, but Tuesday there are games. Dream at Wings, Sun at Storm, Lynx at Sparks. Who wins? I'm going with the Sparks at home over the Lynx. I'm going with the Sun in Seattle over the Storm because I like bright, sunshiny days, of course. And I'm going to take the Wings to defend the home court over the Dream. I think that uh, it's it's not going to be it's it'll be a, a you know a great homecoming for Alicia Gray, but I don't think that her team's going to get the win. Alrighty, I'm going to take Dream Sun and Lynx here. Okay, going with a couple of uh, underdogs on the a couple road. Couple spices, and the last one before Very we come spicy. back next Thursday, BJ Aces at Mercury. Yeah, it's it's Vegas for me. There you go, and there's your pick 'em for. This week until next time. And now it's time. It's a little gamey game. My turn to get the reins for this game and with it. Quit it, ladies and gentlemen. I got five questions for BJ. And he just tells me if he's with it or if he's going to quit. I ready? almost forgot how to play this game. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I got I know. It's, it's been a long real, two weeks. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> simple. Okay. Number one, the movies. We all love the movies. Go watch them. Watch brand new movies coming out. The movies is the only time, BJ, that you eat popcorn. The movie, When you go to the movie theater, not when you just watch a movie, but when you go to the movie theaters. With it or quit it? I feel like you asked me this before, but maybe you didn't. Something along the lines, but it wasn't Me the same. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, yes, I'm with it, but again, I think I answered by saying I don't eat a whole lot of popcorn just because I, uh, I mean, I like the taste, but uh, I don't like the outcome <laughs> to, for no further Fair detail enough. or anything like that. But I actually am going to see a movie here in a couple of weeks. The uh, the new Indiana Jones films coming. Oh out. yeah, you mentioned that. I think I, I thought I did. Yeah. Indy five. Num number two. So he's with the first one. With the first okay. one. All right. Nick Saban. That guy over there, Rolling Tide in Alabama. You know him, DJ? I know yeah. who he is, yeah. yes. Pretty familiar with Nick Saban. Pretty familiar. Good old St. Nick. His days of winning championships at Alabama, it's over. 
<laughs> with it or quit it. Oh, Drew, Drew, Drew. The number one rule of being a college football fan is you never count never out Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. Never count <laughs> out Nick Saban in his goal of winning a national championship. Do I have the tide winning it this year, though? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think that his days are over because I think before he retires, he'll get at least one more. But I just don't think it's going to be this year. So I'm going to say quit it. Okay. Well, BJ, I hope you're right, but there's a <laughs> chance that you could be wrong here because Alabama hasn't gone more than two years without winning a natty oh, I, since I'm 1992. Aware. I'm aware it hadn't happened. Uh, I was to say it hadn't happened. Uh, you know, they haven't gone more than two years without winning a natty under Saban. I think they right. went a few years before Saban got there without winning one, though. Uh-uh. Bama, so they, they, won they won in won nine. Oh, nine. They lost yeah. in 10, but they won again in 11. But before they 09, won. when was the last time that they... I, I just told won. you, 92. So there was a 17-year stretch from 92 to 09 that they didn't win one? What, did you say 72? No, 17-year stretch between 92 no, and 09. I, I swear you, I feel like you accidentally said 72, but yes. Okay, so that that's before 09 was the last time that they'd gone more than two years yes. without winning a title. Okay. Yeah. So all the way back to... They went 17, yeah. Because they won that in 12, then Mm -hmm. 13, Florida State won, then 14, Ohio State won, then Bama came back in 15 and won it. Won it again in 17. 20. Missed 18, missed 19, won in 20. Now, back-to-back with Georgia. Mm -hmm. Is it Bama time? No. Well, it certainly not, not, most not likely won't be Georgia time. The last team that went back-to-back was Bama, and mm-hmm. they did not three-peat. The last time the – I mean, they were close, though, that Drew. That, that they were. Bama 2013 team, had they not lost the with the kick six to Auburn, it's very likely that they would have gone to the national title game, and, and they might have beaten that Florida State team that year. But yeah. the last time that a team three-peated, Drew, uh, it has not happened in the playoff era. Or even going back to the BCS, you've got to go back to the 1930s. The last 34 time to 36. Yep, last time a team three-peated in college football. Yep, and it ain't happening this next year. It might not. It may not. Number three, that long number two there. You, Mr. BJ, would rather miss a meal than lose sleep. With it or quit. Yeah, I'm with it. I, in fact, I was last night. I was working on some stuff. We were, uh, we were having our little post show meeting with the the CBB boys, uh, Coach uh, Coach Trip and and T Mac over. They were did their first episode last night, and you know, I was I was getting a little bit hungry and, and everything like that. But I was working on stuff, and and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get ready to go to bed and and got to clean up and everything like that. So I, I made it like a quick little sandwich, but it, you know, sometimes I have just gone ahead and, and gone to bed because I've got to get up so early in the morning. So, yeah, absolutely with it that I would uh, sacrifice a meal for a little bit more sleep. Glad you mentioned the college basketball pod. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Because number four 
has to do with college basketball. All right. College basketball this next season, BJ. Mm-hmm. The champs this year, Kansas and uh, LSU. Kansas won last I'm year, sorry. Connecticut this uh, year. Connecticut, UConn mm-hmm. this year, and LSU. Mm-hmm. This year, in 2024, there will be new champions on both the men's and the women's side. We will have no repeat champion in college basketball. With it or quit it? Well, considering that the men's side of things hasn't seen a repeat champion since Florida did it under Billy Donovan, 06, 07 time frame, um, I'm, I'm with it for that reason. Although, if it's going to happen on the women's side, somebody's going to have to take down a really good-looking LSU team. They've got a lot of talent. Plus, they got Haley Van Lith transferring in from Louisville. That, you know, if anybody is well positioned besides you know a South Carolina to to win it, it's LSU again. I mean, you can't count on Iowa with Caitlin Clark coming back. But man, I, I mean, it's it's tough right now to think that that LSU couldn't do it again. Um, yeah, sorry, but I, but I'll, I'll go. I'll go with it. I'll go that there won't be a repeat oh, champion. Somebody else. It'll either be. Yeah. I, I got. I got either Coach Don Van Staley or I'll go with Caitlin Clark. One of those two this year for women's side of things. Game I don't know. Cox, men. Gamecocks and Longhorns are my championship picks. Way too well, early. That breaking news. That second one might be a little bit of a homer, but they've got a good team. They got a Relax. They got a good team. Number five, draft day a week from today, BJ, for the NBA. We're doing another lowdown mock draft over here. (laughs) And on draft day, BJ, we will see more than five trades in the NBA. With it or quit it? This in both rounds or just the first round? Both rounds. Then, yeah, I'll go with it. Um, I think. You know, I've, I've, we've already seen, I don't know, we didn't really talk about it today, but there's some rumors or rumblings that Dallas and Atlanta may be interested in, in making a trade. Davis Bertans and the 10th overall pick for and these only count. This is and during the, the draft. I'm not talking about right before the draft, right after the draft, during the draft. Well, if it goes down during the draft, does it count? <laughs> I mean, yes, that, that's what I'm saying. During yeah. only Only during the draft counts. Okay. Uh, you know, outside of some of the top top picks, there's really you know some some shaky prospects, if you will. There's not really the like outside of the top five. You're really going to. Uh, hey, can I not explain myself? <laughs> I think there could be some movement in that uh, that six to ten range and and further on down, just because you know there's not really a, a proven prospect outside the top five that I think that a lot of teams are going to be eager to get. You know, they're going to be taking some chances. So I could I, I could see some movement. I could definitely see some movement. So I'll go with it. Hmm, he's with it. Okay, I like that visa. Well. That's with it or quit it. And that's the show. 
that is the show guys make sure you're following us over on socials you see him above bj if you're watching at the underscore lowdown that's t-h-a underscore lowdown on facebook tiktok twitch youtube twitter and instagram link is in the description as always and make sure you support and shop with our partners t public fanatics and seat geek use that promo code and Check for any promo code at fanatics.com. We appreciate you guys checking us out once again. Uh, make sure you keep an eye out for uh, the new show that went live last night, the Lowdown College Basketball, uh, going to be going on weekly, uh, more than likely here over on the Lowdown Network. So make sure you check that out uh, each week as well as our show. Uh, we got some guests coming up. We're approaching episode 100, BJ, two Crazy. weeks from today. Crazy. Episode 100, dude. And uh, we've got some guests lined up. I'm inquiring about a lot of different people in both uh, the media, uh, sports media, and professional sports, you know, as far as athletes mm -hmm. realm as well. So be on the lookout for some some guests coming up as as we cross over episode 100. And and returning some guests that have been on the, uh, the show before. I hope so. so there's there's oh, a few yeah. that I want to bring back. Oh yeah, finalizing that as soon as we click off this episode right here. As a matter of fact, sounds so, good. All right. Um, make sure you guys check us out again next week in Lowdown College Basketball as well. In the meantime, we'll catch you guys next time for another edition of the Lowdown Sports Show. <laughs>